Yo, yo. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of this In The Pain podcast. Thank you for joining in. Welcome, welcome everyone listening. Welcome everyone watching. What's going on? How's it going out there? Hope you guys are doing as well as I am. Join with me today. I'm excited to have on um, my next guest. I'm um, just making sure the connection is looking good. It looks like it is. But my next guest, um, I'm excited to have on um, all the way from, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Kentucky. Is that correct? Arkansas. 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 Fuck. One of those two. I knew it was one of those two. That was going to be my second guess. Central. <clears throat> yeah, Central America. Um, yeah, no, but without further further ado, we have uh, Riverview in the building. What's going on, every? What's going on, guys? Man, not, not too much. Not too much, man. Thanks for having us tonight. Yeah, man, no problem. Um, my pleasure. Fucking, uh, yeah, I mean... So I guess we could just start, I mean, right off, right off into it. I mean, you guys, you know, um, you know, you guys came out swinging, uh, I believe within this past week, you dropped your uh, newest single called Knuckles, which is available everywhere, uh, Spotify, Facebook, um, you know, anywhere you probably stream music, you could find, you could find that song. Um, Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this. uh, Tell me a little bit about, a little bit about Knuckles. Um. I mean, Knuckles was, I think, the second song we ever wrote as a band, minus Jeff, because Jeff wasn't in the band yet at that point. I'm the newest member. Um, I I recently moved to Arkansas, um, and I I linked up with these guys through social media. They were looking for a bass player. I was kind of the last piece to the puzzle for them, and um, I I had no part of the writing process of Knuckles, so I'll I'll let Jacob kind (laughs) of... roll with it from there yeah but it was it was like the i think it was the maybe third song we ever wrote second third song um and so like we we it kind of started as this riff like from me that i just kind of wanted to do like a really chordy like extended chord uh, um i don't even know like i just wanted to kind of do something that was really really chordy and dynamic as far as like, you know, not playing like power chords. Um, right. C- kind of taking inspiration from stuff like the story so far, they use a lot of, um, like just like abstract chords. Um, Fuck but you. they fit in well. Um, and so like, that was kind of the thing. I wrote this little riff that was just like, uh, just kind of like playing around on two chords, but it sounds like you're playing like four chords because you're you're basically moving around some notes anyway it started with that that chord and um you know it just it it evolved we had our um our drummer like wrote this little like basic little it was like a, a crash snare kick pattern thing um that he played over it and we were like that's the one um and it just kind of developed from there and um we basically it just kind of we just kind of melded together like we wrote it without a bass part basically um and then it just it just kind of fell into place like it just came naturally um you know it's a very simple song it's just uh, an intro 
which the intro is just uh, the chorus part without, um, excuse me, without uh, like any vocals on it. Right. Um, so it's just intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, back into a chorus, and that's it. Um, so very simplistic, but you know, from what I've heard from like the response that we've gotten back, like I've had people message me. I know Jeff's gotten some messages. Other people have gotten messages, and it's like they're like it's so simple, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, think I appreciate that. Like, just when I first heard it, I was like, simple song, but it, it like grooves very nice. And I like the, the flow of it. And I feel like it's going to be like a fun song to play live. And um, I think, I think it's a good, a good first song that, that was released for the band because this is our first recorded song, you know, as, as Riverview. Um, and it'll go, it'll go with our, our EP and stuff that we'll have out hopefully in the spring or, you know, late, late winter. But, um, I, I think it's just a, a, a solid song and I think it'll be fun to play live. So I think I'm, you know, I think everyone's really chomping at the bit to, to practice it and play it, you know, eventually once all this Corona stuff's over with. So, yeah, man, it, if it ever is, um, I mean, crossing our fingers at this point, we're fucking going into nine months, but no, I mean, um, you know, touching on everything that you guys were just saying, man, I mean, for, for everyone out there who hasn't heard the song, I mean, I suggest you pause it for one second, you know, just go take a listen to it and then come back and then you could rejoin the conversation. But, um, no, I mean, the the song is, um, I mean, it's a high energy, you know, it's like one of those songs that can kick off a record. I mean, I'm not sure if that's how you envision it or had envisioned it or anything like that, but it's, yeah, like you said, it, it, it's, you know, I can only imagine the feeling of wanting to get out there and, and play it, like, you know. Um, and then and another interesting uh, point, too, is you, you guys brought up that this is your first recorded song as a band, correct? Correct. So, yeah. good. Oh. oh, no, I was going to say, I think when I met um, Jacob and Tyler, who's our drummer, I actually met Tyler through Instagram and I, I was new to Little Rock, Arkansas, um, so I kind of put a feeler out there and was like, anyone like pop punk or, you know, it's kind of been a style that I've been into uh, a lot in the last year or so. Um, and I got with Tyler and then he sent me a few songs that Jacob and him have demoed. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, pretty much it's just been Jacob and Tyler, our drummer that's been writing over the last probably year or so. And then um, year and a year and a half. Yeah, year, year and a half, and it's been demoed out, and a lot of it's a lot of it's written. It's just not, um, it doesn't have the finishing touches and the production that that were that obviously Knuckles has now. So um, we'll be working on on some other stuff. But from what I, what what all I've heard, I, I think that Knuckles is like was the perfect song to write first and, and get recorded and out there. So yeah, like I've heard from people like. Like today, somebody uh, messaged me on Facebook, I think. I think it was on Facebook. Messaged me on social media somewhere, and they were like, yeah, I heard about 15 seconds of it. They were like, that's enough for me to download it. Uh, like yeah. It was just like, like, like just like that. People are just like hooked. Right. They hear that opening guitar riff, and it's just like, man, this song's awesome. They haven't even heard our vocalist sing or anything, and they already, they're already hooked and downloading it. And they're like, they're like, I just wanted to stop while I was listening to it to tell you how incredible this is. So the response has just been crazy like i didn't think we would get even half the response that we did um and i know our vocalist he was like i remember we launched our facebook page on 
what Monday of last week or so. Yeah, yeah, um, we we had social media up for about a week before the single came out. Yeah, but but like within a couple of days, we had already had like three or four hundred likes in like three three or four days. And Garrett wow. was over there about to crap his pants. He was like, "I can't believe this. This is crazy." Yeah, and I didn't think we would get that much. I thought we'd do okay, but I didn't think we would be that good. But the response has been incredible. Um, now, the, depending on who you talk to, um, it, you know, some some say numbers, you know, don't matter. Some say numbers are everything. But um, I mean, obviously, you know, fresh out the gate. I mean, you just said it there. I mean, you, you literally just made all your socials like, you know, within a week. And, you know, not only that, but now now you're dropping, you know, your first song collectively, you know, all together. You know, that must, uh, you know, that's an exciting thing on itself. And, and then to to see how it is doing in just a short amount of time. I mean, that's, you know, man, I'm fucking excited for you guys. You know what I mean? I can only imagine, you know, because I know the feeling of getting everything ready and, you know, putting out whatever it is, whether it's a single or, you know, a demo or whatever the fuck, but just that feeling of getting it there. And, um, you know, I, I mean, you guys have done nothing short, but, you know, I guess step up to the plate and hit a home run, I guess, for lack of a better term. I mean, home run is, I would definitely... I don't know if I'd use the term home run, but we were, we at least hit, uh, an outfield double. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, uh, like, I don't know, like even the song we put out, if you go look on Facebook, it's got something in the ballpark of what, 1600 views or something in like two days, Yeah, which just blew my mind. I didn't think I thought we'd get like 500 if we did it, excellent. And we've got triple that. And like that just blew my mind. Like we got sixteen hundred views, thirty-five shares or something like that. Um and the comments are just stacking up. Like people in our local scene that, you know, they didn't know we existed until like a week and a half ago were like, Holy shit, this is really good. Um people that I've kind of like looked up to in our local scene, um, and kind of admired are just like, Man, this is killer. Like can we get more, please? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, Tyler is probably the only one out of us, our drummer that that's been in the local scene with some other bands around Little Rock. Um, I recently moved to Arkansas, so most of my stuff's been in the Midwest and like sh- around Chicago because that's where I grew up. Right. Um, and then I, I think that's about it. So I think you know what everyone's been excited about is we feel like we can we can come into a scene where. Um, there, there might not be the biggest pop punk um, scene currently, and we can kind of maybe surprise some people and, and kind of, um, you know, be, be a fresh, you know, hopefully a fresh band for for a scene that's not really pop punk driven around Little Rock. There's there's maybe a couple bands that are pop punk, you know, but it's a lot of uh, I think metal and stuff like that. So right, um, so a lot I of think, hard, a lot of hardcore, yeah, hardcore bands and metal bands. So. I think um, we're kind of excited about that. And I think just the timing of everything's kind of um, different too. Like um, since we can't be playing shows right now and, and people aren't touring and, and, you know, kind of hitting the ground and, and just, you know, trying to introduce our people in person and playing shows, I think it's kind of uh, a little different right now and maybe like a little more nerve wracking. Cause we're like, we're like, hopefully people like it. Hopefully we get likes. And it's, it's like, 
maybe maybe we might not have been thinking that as much if we weren't all just sitting around our computer for the last week, just yeah. like sending out direct messages to people and 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 texting our friends and and family to say, hey, share this. This is our song. And right, um, I think a lot of people just you know, don't know about new bands in the scene right now because of COVID and because everything's just remotely, you know, online and stuff now. So um, it was definitely big to get the first song out there and re- get it recorded. And then um, it was, uh, you know, fun for us to to hear it come to, to work because I, I've not heard it with like Garrett, our vocalist. I haven't heard, I never heard the song with his vocals on it until it was mixed and mastered. So, um, or with real drums on it. Or with real drums. So, like, yeah. you know, oh, I've yeah. always demo version or I've heard, like, and the demo version just had, like, you know, audio or, um, you know, recorded drums from a, a, a program or whatever. So, right. So, yeah, it's hard. The guitar sounded terrible. And yeah, there was, was just, no, there was no bass on the track either, hardly. Yeah. So, hearing it all kind of come together was definitely exciting for, for everyone. And I think um, it, it's, a blessing in disguise maybe to have COVID like this. Cause it gives us time to get, get things together, getting e- the EP recorded and, and out. And then, you know, that'll give us a lot of good, good material to have and be ready to play once we can start playing shows again and stuff like that. So. Right. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, um, you know, looking at, at a small sample size, you know, um, you know, with you guys and everything like that, um, you know, that's one, that's one thing that's, you know, you know, I, I when when COVID and everything started, you know, I was very optimistic about you know really uh you know how things were going to turn out. Obviously, you know we're you know touching coming up on a year, you know uh, on this. Um, but you know when when I you know the reason why I bring that up is because you know bands had to you know artists entertainers really anybody you know kind of like a DIY. Uh, type type of thing uh, you know everybody in that you know kind of environment had to you know get creative in some other sort of way and uh, you know a lot of it you know at first maybe translated to you know online and you know releasing singles and you know but as as it's been progressing i mean it's i've seen it both sides i've seen bands come up you know to the plate like in, in your guys's case and really you know uh, you know, do it the right way and whatever that right way is, you know, that, that formula, you know, it, it's not really, you know, it's not like a secret that everyone has. It's just kind of like, you know, you guys like caught like lightning in a bottle, but that keeps me really optimistic. That brings me back to like a few months ago when I was seeing a lot of that going on and it, it's kind of bringing me back to that, man. So again, it's, that it's just like a real, it's, it's really cool to, to, to see that, you know? How how would you guys describe uh, the local scene out in Arkansas? Um, I guess Jeff wants me to answer this because he's not really been around it. Right. Well, a couple of shows like right when I moved to Arkansas, like I don't know if you're familiar with Kublai Khan. Um, they played at Vino's, which is like a local. Um, it's like an iconic seat. Like it's like right. venue. Uh, it's like a pizza place slash venue. So it's kind of a cool, like grungy, grungy scene, you know, small, smaller venue. Right. Um, and I saw Kublai Khan play there. And then I saw a couple uh, metal bands play there, like uh, um, Signs of the Swarm. Um, oh, so wow. like within the first few weeks or months, of, you know, living in Arkansas, there was a couple shows like that. And I was like, well, this is pretty rad. Like I can get used to this living down here. Right. If 
we chose. And then that was like, I moved to Little Rock like three, well, I guess about five months before COVID. So I really didn't get a chance to get too, too into it. But um, that was kind of my, my thoughts on it, you know? So I think, I think there is a scene there and there's a lot of, a lot of live music. It's just, we haven't had a chance to get into it yet. Right. I definitely think as far as like local acts, like people from Arkansas that are like doing a circuit. Um, I mean, there's like, like Jeff said, like pop punk isn't a super popular genre as far as like people making it from Arkansas. There's a lot of metal, a lot of hardcore, um, you know, I could name probably 10 local metal bands off the top of my head, but there's really only two or three pop punk emo, whatever you want to call it. You know, you've got Past Comfort, Go For Gold, and uh, they're a newer band called Cardinal Rule, um, which Cardinal Rule uh, is the singer from our drummer's old band called Slick Grip. Um, and, you know, they're still homies and whatever. Um but yeah, so like uh, you have like Past Comfort, which is kind of a, an emo pop punk. I, I don't really, they just kind of do whatever they want to yeah. and make cool music. <laughs> like an indie rock, like indie or something like that. It's like, I don't even, it's almost like kind of that movements, like it's yeah. pop punk, emo. Oh, okay. Like I don't even, they're like kind of that. Uh, and then you have Gopher Gold, who just signed to In Vogue Records, which is insane. Oh, wow. Um, and they're they're just your like traditional kind of slower pop punk, like somebody like like kind of like Knuckle Puck's newer stuff, like it's kind of slower, down tempo. Um, and then Cardinal Rule, which is kind of I don't even know how to describe them. They're very unique. Um, and if you haven't checked any of these bands out, you should definitely check them out. Uh, but those are like the top three big dogs. Um, in the local scene, as far as pop punk kind of stuff goes, um, I will, I will say Little Rock is kind of like centrally located too. It's kind of cool. Like it's you're only a couple hours from Memphis, like a few hours from St. Louis, a few hours from Detroit, yeah, man. Dallas. Or uh, I'm sorry, Dallas. right? I'm an idiot. Um, so there's there's like you know, just from living down there, I've made some weekend trips out of it and gone to some places. So um, I, I think you know there's there's short trips to bigger cities too that that have shows and things like that so it's kind of a cool location cool area um that's, so i think that's actually pretty- that's actually a great uh you know um point though you bring up jeff um sorry to i, I didn't mean to cut you off no. but um I, dude i have this problem where you know my my train of thought is like it's the worst dude i my attention my attention span is the worst but um you bring up a good point though living in that you know in that area uh you know being able to travel you know places like florida or you know wherever you know whoever's uh throwing shows i'm not sure if you guys have looked into anything like that um so far because i know you know um you know riverview is you know I mean, social media wise, it just was born last week. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys have done any deep diving in the, you know, traveling for shows. Are you just worried about for right now getting the music out there and then, you know, you know, kind of seeing where this whole thing goes with COVID? I I think kind of right now, because 
I think I it does say. has us not rushed, which is good. You know, we're we're not like rushed to like get an EP done before a tour starts or something, or get a record out because of of this or that. So I think I think we're just kind of like going with the flow, which is nice. But I think it's also not rushing us too. And I think honestly, COVID has given us a big opportunity. I'm not going to say any names because I I can't right now, but. <laughs> We're in the works with some singers from some pretty big uh, middle to top dogs in the pop punk scene right now to do guest vocals on a couple songs on the EP. Oh, snap, dude. Um, But, like, in my opinion, I don't know that the guest vocals would have happened if it wasn't for coronavirus. If these, you know, these guys that were getting on, if they weren't, like, bored out of their minds sitting at home or whatever you know what i mean right like i don't know that you know if they're on tour they probably have been like please go away get out of my <laughs> face um but yeah like i think and and the th- and there's two guys that you'll see on the album because i think we're going to do two um like i have to give them a shout out i don't know that they'll they i don't i hope they see it but if they do uh they were really like considerate in, you know, we've been a band for a week, at least publicly. And they were like, you know, I'll cut you a deal just cause you know, I want to be a, a homie of yours. Cause like it's good music and you guys have potential and I yeah. just want to help you grow as a band. And they like significantly helped us out financially on that. And so, you know, if, if, if you hear this, you know who you are. Um, I, yeah, and I think it just it just shows that we're not like rushed to to put something out. You know, we can make the the songs as perfect as we want them and take our time with it. And like Jacob said, you know, find a guest vocal spot or two, um, you know, to do something cool like that because that's something I think I've always wanted to do with something, and I think everyone. Um, so I think it it makes us not rushed, and we can get you know our our content and material ready. You know, we're not trying to like get ready for a tour or playing playing a, a you know a run of shows or something. So, I, I think it'll allow us to do spend a lot of time over the next month or two doing a lot of networking and meeting uh, meeting bands and stuff. Hopefully, in cities close by, and we can start start lining some stuff up. You know, as a you know vaccine and, and life starts returning back to normal in 2021, hopefully. So, but we've also not played any shows as a band because. A lot of a lot of this has been just studio work and, and demo writing behind the scenes, yeah. and and we didn't we didn't really want to um, get social media going for a band that you know wasn't a thing yet. So yes, I think we we have a full lineup now, um, and and we want to get um, a full EP out to have some some content for and build up our fan base, you know, virtually through the internet and stuff and social media. Um, you know, hopefully over the next couple of months while we get that ready. So, um, yeah, man, that's, uh, you know, one thing I I've been on here, like kind of slamming home, um, it, from the beginning is, is finding a, you know, uh, some sort of silver lining dude. And that's, uh, you know, kind of what, what I'm hearing, you know, like from, from you guys essentially is like, you know, yeah, man, obviously it, it sucks that, you know, we're, we all are in the position that we're in right now. But at the same time, it's opened up other doorways or other pathways or whatever the fuck 
new singers or new fucking uh, trombone players coming into the works. Like, who knows, man? It's 2020. Literally anything's on the table. So, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's 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 a obviously it's a shitty thing at the end of the day. But, you know, um, it could be a whole hell of a lot worse. And, um, you know, something when you're with, you know, a uh, a bunch of people or well, not a bunch of people, a band, when you're with your bandmates, you know, and you're and you're creating, you know, that's <clears throat> that's one of the the like the most magical i can't think of a better word for it right now but magical pro like processes i could think of that i've ever been a part of you know what i mean and you know like that's how long how long is this ep do you guys have it done or, or no you said there's still some things that you have to flesh out right um yeah so like let's just put it this way it's been it's t- it took us probably a solid year to write knuckles in its entirety the woman just released um so it's just been kind of let me see we have one we have knuckles that we just released that'll be part of the ep um we have one two three we have like four to five of them written out of um i think it'll be like five to six songs on the ep our singer Garrett has like a song too that we kind of want to incorporate in that might be like a an acoustic song or something along those lines. So um, I'd say like, yeah, like Jacob said, five or six songs that'll be, you know, our first EP we could put out and hopefully use that to start start marketing our band online and, and um, build some traction and meet some people that, that'll, you know, have us play shows and stuff and we can kind of have some mini tours going and... Um, playing shows because personally me i love just playing a show like i i just i'm not like a record you know record um buff where i sit in my basement and and just like to do the recording process and stuff so for me it's like it's like i want to hammer out my bass parts and i want us to get together and practice and i can jump around and and bang my head to the songs that that we've been kind of playing a hundred and fifty thousand times what seems like knuckles now uh as i've trying to record everything perfectly and, and send our parts to each other. So now do, do you guys have a home base set up where you go and record or do you go to, um, you know, any, you know, a, a special studio, multiple studios? How, how does the recording process work for you guys? Well, so, you know, another thing about the Corona that kind of impeded as a band was, so when the first, when the coronavirus start, started taking uh kind of a bigger shape in march like that's kind of when everything started shutting down and they sent everybody home from school that's when we were supposed to go into the studio originally to record drum parts oh wow um and so we were just like well shit i guess we're not doing anything um so yeah it got delayed a solid six months probably um but yeah so we Finally got back in the studio with our drummer in October, I think it was. Um, all the days just run together at this point. Yeah, um, dude. But yeah, so we went to this place. Uh, his name is Bert Lager. Uh, I don't even know what his studio is called. That's a shame. Um, but it's Bert in Lager. I, yeah, he's in Little Rock. Um, <laughs> and he has this very nice studio. Got a control room. It's just kind of this old house in downtown Little Rock. 
that he transformed into his own studio. He like treated the walls and everything. Um, and we went into the studio and Tyler nailed out drum parts for knuckles for like six hours, essentially just six hours straight of him just bashing through. Um, and so we recorded the drums there. Um, it was a very, you know, kind of controlled environment. Um, and like that was the only thing we really did in the studio um jeff recorded his bass part at home through uh his own audio interface i recorded the the rhythm guitar on mine brady recorded his at his house on his and then garrett came over to my house and recorded with me um to do the vocal part and we literally recorded the vocals in a closet with clothes in it i know very sophisticated but it worked um (laughs) And then we sent it to Nathan Close, Close, Close. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, and he has his own, like, he does mixing, mastering, basically any kind of audio um, needs you need, he does. Um, and he's based out of Ozark, Arkansas. And if you need someone to mix and master anything or record anything, that's the guy to go to. He's incredible. Um, he's very, very timely. Like, he got our... We sent him like the the drums, guitars, and vocals, and I think we got it back the next day. Isn't that right? Yeah. So yeah, he was real timely, like Jacob said. I mean, he was sending us back. He was tweaking things and then sending it back to us the same day. And then we'd listen to it for a day, and we'd we'd send it back to him, or he we'd be like, "Hey, can you tweak this or that, or what do you think about that?" And probably two or three times before we had it perfect, and he fired them back to us pretty quickly and. It was pretty cool. And then, then it went to the mastering guy. Yeah. Yeah, like Jacob said, Tyler wrote, I think, two songs, right? He's, he's tracked two songs in the studio. Yeah, so he he took like four, four and a half hours with just Knuckles because he couldn't play a part on it for whatever reason. Um, and then we have another one that we have just like uh, like a placeholder name on called Easy Core. Um, <laughs> Very nice. That's just... I don't know yeah. why we called it that, but we did. Super, um, super, super original. I'll give you. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, and then we also have one called Drop Hole. I don't know why it's called Drop Hole, but that's what we called it. I like that uh, for the for the time being. That's the placeholder name because uh, like there's no words on it right now on Easy Core or Drop Hole, so we just have placeholder names. Uh, but yeah, he went in and he did Knuckles, the one that we just dropped. And then uh, Easy Core, which he still has to go back and fix another part because he messed up pretty bad. Um, but we didn't catch it for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, in December, we'll be back in the studio. Probably mid-December, I would think, at least for Tyler. Um, and he'll record, re-record the parts of Easy Core that we need to fix and then uh, record Drop Hole, uh, which Drop Hole, I think, for Tyler is probably the most technical of all the the songs we have right now um so that one will probably take a while to hammer out for him um we'll yeah, probably dude. we'll probably try to have another song out before the end of the year i would think and then i think we'll probably with our next song release more info on probably a full um ep drop date before um after the new year and uh i think I think we'll be able to, you know, build a lot and hopefully get some momentum on social media and and showing people what we can do. And um, I think we're all 
just beyond pumped to to play them live and show the energy we we put into these songs in, in a live in a live show and because uh, that's the fun part i mean just yeah, playing man. show meeting people and meeting other bands and stuff i mean that's the stuff i miss so um yeah man you know I, oh, no go, go what's up uh but like for me like i was just saying like like it's one thing for people to message you and say hey like this song hit home and then it's one thing to see their face you know they're crying or something in the middle of the set yeah because you know one line you know struck home that hard like like i've already had people that are like dude like this song is like really hitting home for me and like that means the world to me but like it all i'd also like to see your expression if we played it live and like you know, Garrett's pouring his heart out on stage and you can really feel the energy in that. Exactly, and, dude. And like, you know, Miranda in the front row is bawling your eyes out because we just played a sad song. And like, like, kind of like, like I know that I've had people um, message me about Knuckles, um, which that song I know, you know, it's kind of about like you're feeling lost in life. Um Honestly, it kind of kind of sums up how a lot of teenagers feel, I think, and a lot of college kids. Um, you know, he says like, "I'm I'm anxious and angry." Like that's kind of a thing. Like he's kind of anxious and angry because he feels like he should be doing something with his life, but he doesn't know what. Mm. Um, and that's that's kind of what the whole song's about is just like, you know, not putting out a hundred percent into something you want to do and just kind of being confused at where you're you're going in your life and like i've had people message me and be like holy shit that really hit home to me um i've had probably at least 10 to 15 people message me saying like that really hit home like yeah that yeah dude it's it, it's such a uh it's such an amazing thing man especially you know like in a time now where you know we're all fucking behind you know our screens probably you know more than we like to admit um you know getting that feedback however which way you know for if whatever you do whatever you know if if you're a musician or whatever you know it's just hearing that that you know something that you put out and you put all your hard work in and all your you know frustration and pain and and whatever all that went out there for you know for people to be like yo that was fucking dope but the the weird part about it man is just like because like we've been playing we've you know played a few live streams over you know the course of eight months and um you know we we put out we put out technically our debut ep as well um but that's a that's another story for a different day but my point being is it, it's just it's a weird dystopian type feeling when when you're doing these live streams now granted they serve its purpose you know um you you're picking up people who wouldn't normally come out to the show or whatever the case is um so i mean it, it has its pros and its cons but it's like like you said um like you said jacob dude it's like you know, I'd, I'd kill for fucking that shit to, you know, for this week, Riverview at wherever local venue you guys are at, playing Knuckles, opening up, you know what I'm saying? Kick ass, fucking high octane, man. Fucking miss that shit, dude. And it, it, it you know, at first, God bless you. It's salute. It's true. Um, but at first, like I said, like I was very, 
you know, op- like optimistic about a lot of things in this uh, coronavirus. And not that I'm not now because it could always be a lot worse. But, um, you know, just the the way it's kneecapped the entertainment, you know, the whole the, the bigger entertainment field and then just even the smaller independent fucking bands or or whatever the fuck you're trying to do and you're trying to start independent right now like like you know i i pray for you because i know what that shit is man it's fucking yeah. it's a grind and, and a grit and, and you got to be willing to sacrifice it and do whatever it takes especially right now like other times you might have been able to get away with not doing that but now more than ever, it's like you got, you know, if you if that's what you want to do, then you got to put your mind, your money where your mouth is, essentially, for lack of a better term. Yeah. So um, it kind of brings me around to my my question. What was um, the guys in Riverview? What, what were you guys doing before this project? And I'm not talking about Knuckles like I'm talking about like Riverview as a band. Yeah. So, um our drummer, he's probably the most experienced of the whole like crew. Um, he's been playing drums in bands, like performing at venues and everything for probably ten years at this point. He's oh wow. Been around the been around the block. Um, started in a lot of um metalcore bands, um, scene bands, um, and then his most recent one was um, 2015 to 17, I want to say, to 18, 16 to 18, uh, called Slick Grip that I talked about. Um, right. And their singer is in another band called Cardinal Rule. Um, yeah, so he was in that band, and they were actually fairly close to kind of making it, to use that term loosely, Um they played a show with We Came as Romans and Bad Flower at the Metroplex to like 500 people. Wow. Um, yeah, they opened for them. I don't know if you know who Bad Flower and We Came as Romans are. I do know uh, We Came as Romans, uh, absolutely. Right. Bad Flower, I'm sure if I, I've heard some of their shit. Bad Flower is getting, getting big in like kind of the, I don't want to call it butt rock, but like that general term like the kind of like radio hard rock scene right um and this was kind of when they were on their rise um but anyway that show had like 500 people there um and so like that's kind of where he came from he's been playing drums for god knows how long way too long (laughs) um and you know almost made it in a band and so he's how to, he's a good guy to come around first because he can drum his ass off. He's really good at what he does. Um, like if you told him to play something, he could just like listen to it and bam, he's got it in 30 seconds. Um, and then, you know, and he's, he kind of knows how the marketing works and he's apparently, I haven't ever seen his work in action, but he's a booking God when it comes to getting like, if we were like, Hey, Tyler, book us a tour. He could get us a tour booked. <laughs> You know, with a snap of fingers. Dude, um, sound sounds like bro. It sounds like he really knows what the fuck he's doing, man. It sounds like me and him would be really fucking good friends. You know, I'm I'm a drummer too. So, but anyway, I mean, he's he's been doing it forever. Um, and the Garrett Garrett's just done a lot of stuff on his own. Uh, Garrett's the singer. He um he he 
has a project he calls, I think it's called We All Die. It's kind of like a rap R&B, I don't even know what to call it, thing. Um, and that's literally pretty much all he's done. Um, Brady, Brady's just been a guitar player, like, for a long time. Like, it's not, he's not really been in a lot of bands or anything, I don't think. He's just a really kick-ass guitar player. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, Brady's a great, a great, I mean, he's a shredder for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then me, as far as me, like, I, like, I was like, I haven't really played in any bands um, besides, like, you know, homies jamming in the garage or right, yeah. the band room in high school or uh, whatever. But, like, it, it, you know, I've always been writing stuff. Like, I've, I'm sure if I went through my collection of demos and stuff that I've recorded, I could find some pretty bad ones from back when I was, like, 15. Oh, sure. 16. Um that's the yeah, best. I've always I've always been writing, um, recording, and just kind of I've never been a fan of like, like yeah, learning people's songs is cool, but I've always wanted to like create something. Like that's always been my passion is like creating something new and exciting that's right. mine that I can hold in my hand and be like, this is what I've created. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at. And then Jeff can tell you about him. Yeah, I mean, I grew up around Chicago, thirty minutes of the city so there was always a lot of uh shows going on i mean as a little kid i mean i was i've been going to shows ever since i you know had life or whatever just because there's so many shows in chicago um but just bounced around local local bands that played in garages and uh never played shows or, or bands that just never did anything but tried to record songs and and then um like as i got older it was just easier to be in some cover bands and stuff because it was like hey we work, but we want to play shows and it's just like easy for people that travel and things like that. So yeah, got a lot of friends in like the cover band scene and stuff like that. And, and, um, have friends that have original bands in the area too. So, um, just a lot of bouncing around, a lot of trying to write, you know, your own, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I, I work, all of us have normal jobs too. So, I mean, you know, it's been, uh lately it's been you know everyone's been doing their own their own work and stuff and we've just been working on the band stuff around around all that um but uh for me musically that was kind of my my background and uh i've always wanted to i mean it it always feels so much more and making original music. um i think we're all we're all passionate about about the music, and Garrett's a really good vocalist, and he's a good um, lyricist. Great lyricist, yeah. So I think you know all of us have always been drawn to bands that have good lyrics and strong lyrics. So I think we're really excited about that with Garrett being the front man, and um, everyone else is just killer musicians right now in, in this in this band. And I think it's a good lineup. And um, like I said, I think the 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 promoting the songs and, and the social media stuff is one thing, but everyone's really excited to just get together and play too. Cause like I said, I'm no recording guru. So like, for me, it's like record my part, get it perfect. Okay. Now when can we start practicing and playing? playing <laughs> exactly. Uh, dude. Just, uh, something about it, man, you know, plugging in, plugging my bass into a, a PA system and open stringing it and feeling it in my chest. You know, it's like, yeah. Man. A, and I live for it. So. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, man, that, 
Yeah, I mean, I I hope soon, dude. I mean, I hope we can all get back to a uh, you know to a place where you know that's you know the situation on playing you know coming up on weekends and you know playing multiple shows a, a night or you know whatever. Just have your whole month booked. I mean, you know, um, obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know this this whole this whole thing. You know, like I said, it had it, you had you had. To have found um, some sort of silver lining, some sort of, I mean, I hope people have hobbies because if not, then yeah. you're probably just driving yourself crazy. And that's why I'm also like very, very fortunate where the, that my hobby is music. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't, in, in a time right now, I wouldn't rather have any other fucking thing to, you know, try to create than music and shit like that. It's, you know. Um, yeah, I think. That's definitely kept, I think, all the same because we've been able to, you know, Garrett, our singer, has other side projects he does by himself with acoustics and um, making beats and stuff like that. And right. And all of us, I think, has just, you know, been able to, like, play music and keep playing and, and getting better. And that that's keeping us sane. And like you said, it's people that don't have that. I'm like, how, how do you how are you like getting getting through life? Because it's like, right. I work and then it's like, man, now what do I do? I can't go go out to the bar or go to eat with my friends or, you know, stuff like that. It's like, um, so yeah, that's definitely been a lifesaver for sure. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and it's like, even too, like if I try to sit down and watch, you know, TV or, you know, movies now, it's, it's just compl- like for some reason, I, I'm not sure if you guys, you know, feel the same way or not, but you know, it feels completely different. Like, you know, just, I don't know. Like, it just seems movies and, and TV. I'm not I'm not saying, like, older stuff. I'm saying, like, relatively, like, stuff that's been put out within the last couple months, 10 yeah. months or so. It just feels super forced. Um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, or something. You know, it's like, it's like if you wanted to stop the movie and be like, oh, I'm going to go uh, do something fun. And it's like, oh, shit. Can't do that. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, man. So... You know, like like I said, I'm I'm super fucking happy that uh you know at least for for me and and for you guys too that you have this that you know is coming out you know a, a terrible situation for literally everyone in the fucking world, but you know the silver lining in that is you know you guys have a fucking you know solid lineup behind you guys, um and some solid material. Um, even though it's not finished, but you know, when it gets to that finished yeah. product, if it is where knuckles is and you guys, you know, put that same effort into it, dude, it's going to be fire. You know? Yeah. I think it's better personally. Right. Yeah. I agree. How and, so? And, like, and it's been good to not be forced to be like rushed through it all. We've, we've been able to take our time. So, yeah. You know, Let, I have to, I have to grab that cause I've not, I don't think I've heard all the songs. <laughs> Yeah, my thing is, is like, in my opinion, I think Knuckles is kind of the outlier as far as sound goes. Um, oh, wow. Like, uh, like the other the other songs are very, like Knuckles is upbeat, but like the other, a lot of the other songs are just fast. Right. Like, like kind of like, like we're talking like old hardcore punk fast, like that kind of like, just like. Oh, wow. You know. Um, I think it all it'll all hold true though. I don't think it's going to be like one like right. every different or some sort of different genre. It's going to flow good, 
and I think Brady will will do a good job of throwing leads on um, on all the tracks for sure because because he's a really good guitarist. But um, from what I've heard, I think like like Jacob said, I think it's um, maybe more in tune with some of the bands like we we like like the story so far or um, some of these other pop punk bands that bring the punk fast you know drum beats and yeah i like that's fun for for playing live you know absolutely yeah yeah like knuckles is definitely the outlier as i think it's probably like the slowest track on the album probably i would think in my opinion like not that it's a slow song but yeah i think other than the acoustic it'll probably be the slowest or next to the slowest song on the album um the other ones are a lot faster um like if you thought Knuckles had a lot of energy, these these other songs are going to bring bring energy a hundred and ten percent more. Um, wow! Just kind of like that, like in your face, like like if you were on a show, you'd be banging your head. Um, I I think as a band, one of the things we want to do, whether it's in the studio or in um, you know a live performance, is bring energy and kind of a rawness to it. Um, and that's kind of one of the things we told our producer, Nathan, we were like, like, don't overproduce it. Like we didn't, that's not the right word, but like, yeah, we want to kind of keep an edge of rawness to our sound that, um, you don't want it to sound like keeps... too polished almost. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that's one thing we told him was just kind of like, like kind of like knocked loose has like, right. you know, like it's. We like that. We like that grunt, like that um, gritty, you know, plug into your amp and play, not like overproduced or like sounding like too di. Right. Uh, we like that. That you know, slamming amp on the ground and in play, and you know, having people jump around. And you know, I was I was drawn to like bands that put on for like this album oh i'm nitpicking this album or this um pr- production of it you know what i mean it was always it was always like well how's this band live like if they they kick out live like i like that band right um and i like how knuckles came out because it seems like it's almost like a, a feeling of a more of a live sound than than you know just an overproduced you know getting guitar sounds that we can't even play live or something like that, you know? Right. Right. Um, and like, hold up. Uh, I mean, you can go ahead if you want to. No, you got, it's all you. Uh, but like one thing I was going to add real quick is like on Garrett's vocals, I think the only thing our producer did to it was EQ it a little bit. And he put, um, like a reverb or something on it. And like, that's all he did. Like he, basically left the vocals alone um and i think i think he had the room we used had a little bit of echo so he had to take the echo out but other than that like it's just a little bit of eq and some reverb and that's it and that's all he did to it he just left it blank basically it, yeah. it, it sounds like to me uh you know knuckles in a nutshell um that's kind of a tongue twister by the way but um is is very and I don't, I don't say this like lightly either, but it's, it's simplistic. And but it, it sounds like to me that that simplicity that you guys bring, you know, to the song 
you know, is what makes the song the song, essentially, yeah. if that makes sense. Right. Like, yeah, I, I think the simplicity adds – this is going to sound weird, but hear me out. So, like, I think the simplicity adds a kind of complexity to it. Um, like, I think with the the fact that it's so simple – you can tune in and you can find those little bitty parts right? Uh, that are like, Ooh, that's mean. Or, Ooh, I like that. Or, you know, Ooh, that one lyric or, you know what I mean? Like you right. can find, whereas if you were listening to something that's like crazy, it's, it's hard to like pick out one little part because there's so much going on. Um, you know, ours, I've always been in the mindset with songwriting that the instruments should support the vocals unless there's no vocals. Right. Um, and so like, that. that's kind of the mindset I used going into writing knuckles. Um, I remember I brought that riff, you know, that opening riff and, um, you know, the band guys were like, damn, that's good. I like that. Um, and so we, we had my laptop with a little, uh, you know, audio interface and we just kind of track guitars and put in some program drums. Um, and then I remember sitting there and I was like, oh my, I think this would work. And I played this the little uh, lead lick that's in the verse part. Right. Uh, the little da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, like yeah. that part. Yeah. Um, I remember I played a version of that and Tyler was like, oh man, that's really good. It's like, you got to record that now before you forget it. <laughs> um, and like, it just like clicked like that. Um, and, and like that little like lead like isn't even that crazy um it's just kind of a little like run on a scale yeah it's like, got a complexity to it that wouldn't be there if the guitar parts you know weren't supporting each other yeah you know if they were always fighting for attention it would be like good god what's happening right um and that's kind of a thing i pulled from like acdc like that's what i always admired admired about acdc is like they never played anything super technical at all. It was just like, you know, it was music you could bang your head to, but yes. it was like was stuff that like a five-year-old could pick up a guitar and play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think people over go, go nuts too much for like over, um, like over music, musically, like when, when people just get like our shredders and nonstop play 200 beats per minute and, <laughs> It's like, look how fast I can play. And it's like, yeah, but you got like, for me, I always was drawn to like the feeling, like, like feeling it, like in your soul kind of yes. thing. Like, cause I learned like playing guitar and, and music from a guy that was like a blues jazz rock player. And it was, and, and, and that kind of stuff was always like, you know, you don't have to be the fastest playing dude, but like you, you, you could feel like you could feel someone's passion through, through watching them play guitar and, and feeling like the bends or the you know, the chord progression that they put together. So I think that's like why I like Knuckles so much is because it is a pretty basic, simplistic song, but the leads just are like enough to keep it like fresh and kind of keep your, while you're and feel that, feel that, that lead guitar. And then it kind of leads into, into Garrett's kind of um, grungy, gritty kind of style, vocal style, which I, I like, cause that's bands that I like are more, 
that kind of have their singer on the verge of screaming, but still ha- holding melody and, and still kind of, um, you know, that's, that's always something I've been drawn to. So yeah, I man. think, I think people, people can knock, you know, simplistic music, but, um, at the same time, I think sometimes over complicating things or playing, playing just all too fast the whole time or one speed or, or anything like that can, can also like dull out a song too or get you bored. Dude, I 100% agree with that, man. Um, you know, probably, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but a lot of our influence in this scene, specifically a lot of people's influence, talk about simplicity. You know, you have bands like Blink-182, Green Day, Nirvana, um, you know, all those bands, you know, they weren't, you know, playing like, you know, Beethoven's, you know, Fifth Symphony or anything like that. I mean, they were playing, you know, just, you know, pretty much fucking three four chord songs the whole time and and it you know it the the, but then again it's like that the live aspect that's where it 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 held water almost because you know all right it sounds fucking really good you know coming out of the studio but can it hold up live and um you know that's really the telling tale of you know a lot of those bands why you know some bands um you know, and, and I wouldn't say like, you know, what I'm saying kind of applies to you. I'm just saying in that simplicity overall, you know what I mean? You don't have to be doing no crazy shit. But, right. Um, yeah, that's where some bands, you know, kind of take a left turn is because it, it just doesn't translate live. But, you know, you, you capture it in, in both elements and you could fucking make a multi-million dollar career off playing three chord songs the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of pop and you know, radio rock and stuff is all the same chord progressions or, you know, whole album will be in the same key or something like that. Um, but I think, you know, our scene, you know, I think we kind of grew up in the, you know, metalcore, you know, hard rock, you know, kind of underground, um, underground scene where it wasn't like, I'm going to throw on Sirius XM radio and hear my, my favorite bands. Like I had to like go to shows and get their demos or, you know, download, um, their music, you know, online because, you know, like the record store wouldn't have it or like FYE or something like that or Best Buy, it's not going to have the album. So, so I think that always kind of, you know, kept it fun as it growing up in the scene too. Uh, I think all of us have pretty similar taste in music. Um, and, and that, that was always fun for me to like, you know, cause it was like, you had to go see a band live or you went and saw a band live that you, that you saw on the, the, the card or the the lineup you know for that you didn't know who they were and then you saw them and you're like oh dude this band kicks ass like like i had never heard knock loose before and then i saw them live want, play a show and the shit was like people were just flying off the walls and like you know going nuts and it was yeah. like oh, dude this band is sick and um that was a lot of of finding out bands and stuff and a lot of them didn't have like overproduced records because it was a lot of stuff that they did in their basement or their garage and yeah and it was you know, I think we got, kind of grew up in that um, that DIY recording uh, generation where, you know, you didn't have to go to like a fancy studio in L.A. for a week and and have your label, you know, produce it or pay for it. Like a lot of these bands were like doing stuff on their own that, that I grew up listening to. So that was kind of fun, you know, fun part of it, too, or, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. I think a lot of people like our parents' generations and, and before didn't have that luxury. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, it's it's definitely an, it's an interesting 
interesting thing, um, interesting dynamic, you know, moving forward, obviously, um, you know, I mean, you guys, is there any plans bef- uh, before I, I hit you with this uh, next question, but is there any plans that you guys have for any uh, potential music videos or um, any, you know, any type of other, I think it's called kinetic typography, and if it is, I could thank uh, our lyric video maker, uh, Christian Smith, if that's even a fucking word, lyric video maker. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because I yeah, a lot of people don't know know that, or unless I just didn't know that, and I'm I just sound like a fucking idiot right now, jabbling. But um, but no, I mean, is there any anything um, visual, I guess, so to speak, coming out from um, from you guys? I think we've been talking about doing a lyric video for Knuckles potentially. Um, that's not set in stone yet, but I know that we discussed it at one point. I don't know where we are on that. I think I'd like to get a, a lyric video out for a song, if not all of them, at some point, just because we have the availability um, right now. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's 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 all exciting shit. Um, that you I'd guys- say. I'd say we'd probably have a lot of stuff and thinking to do behind the scenes on a lot of it, but I'd say I would, I would tend to think we're going to try to put a music video together um, for, for a song on, on the EP and then probably have lyric videos. And um, you know, we're, we're still pretty new with the social media pages. So, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of work on that and trying to, um, you know, get more stuff out for the, the songs and stuff like that. So, yeah, man. Um, it, that's, that's something now too. It's like, you know, we've been talking about, you know, with shows and everything like that, but that's another thing that was not as important as it is now. Um, you know, that is these apps that essentially control everything. Um, but you know, cause which is crazy too is, you know, you have, you know, social media available at your fingertips and everyone has it in their pockets at like any given time. And it's crazy to me, um, you know, that, you know, in a time like that, where it it almost seems like word of mouth was almost better. You know what I mean? Or, or I I don't know if it was word of mouth or if it was like people's attention spans just were better because they didn't have this like free flowing information coming in. And then the next day it's out. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think it's just information overload, like you said. Like you, you can go on YouTube and just get blown away by songs that are popping up in in your recommended area, or then you get on a stupid video trend where I think we've all been down that black black or you you watch some dumb video, and next thing you know, you're like watching um, people build a, a cabin in the the Indonesian rainforest <laughs> with the clay thing. So. Um, I, I think there's just a lot of information on, on YouTube, the internet, social media, you can, you can get distracted very easily, but at the same time, it's, it's probably good because a lot of bands can put music out there, but I think there's a lot of bad, bad stuff out there that people put out too. So it's like, you know, you get kind of over flooded with, with stuff, but, um, I'd say overall probably more good than bad with it, with all the social media and the YouTube and stuff like that. But but still, like I like I was saying, and like you just said too, like word of mouth, and I think, you know, playing it, it forced people to go play shows and and, and um, be like aggressive with getting your band out there. Where 
you know, some bands now can just throw an album up on iTunes and, and a, a cool music video that gets, you know, a million views or something. And then, um, you know, they're, they're rolling, you know what I mean? But it's not like that for everybody. No, no, it's not, it's not, but you know, and not only that, just, you know, you know, I guess, quote unquote, and this is not a knock to SoundCloud or SoundCloud rappers or anything like that, but yeah. you know, you, you know, you have like examples like that, but even more so examples now it's with, you know, live stream shows and, you know, like I was kind of touching on it earlier, like, like I said, they serve its purpose in a way, but it's just, it's just not the same at all. It's, it's just a completely different, it's like a yeah. weird, weird, different thing, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But, dude. but yeah, I mean like there's like, you know, even with metal and shit, like and rock and like, there's bands out there that are like, I would consider like the SoundCloud rappers of, of the metal genre and stuff like that, that it's just like, you know, like man how these guys keep getting how do these guys get all these views and stuff it's like this is just trash or it's just like right you know i know it's a, everyone's got an avenue where they where they like stuff and things like that but i think every every excuse me you're good you're, the, you're, rona. the rona yeah man um yeah uh we i mean you you're more than welcome to fucking uh, disclose if you want to. I know uh, I see you over there off camera. Uh, the camera's on me right now, but I see you off there dying, bro. Holy shit. You all right over there? Holy fuck, cuz. Go get some water, oh, man. man. I don't want you to choke on... Uh, I don't want you to choke on the fucking podcast. Lord. My man takes an L. <laughs> He's hurting. Right Damn. now, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, for... Player just recovered from Rona. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Anybody wondering? Yeah, so, um, all right, so he took his camera off. I don't know if he could still hear me. People that are listening, um, Jeff was just dealing with a, uh, a case of coronavirus. Uh, it seems to me that he's doing well. Um, I will ask him how he is whenever, uh, he comes back. But, um, I guess, uh, you know, Jacob, for you, man, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the scene you know, and with shows and, you know, it, it, a lot, a lot, a lot of the, obviously the bands that, that I've been talking to and, and doing podcasts with and stuff like that, obviously, you know, it's, it's a lot of the same thing. Um, but don't let that discourage you because there's something around here, uh, in, in the South Jersey, Philadelphia area right now that, um, you know, there's a few bands and, uh, uh, you know, more, you know, enter entertainers, I guess, you know, whatever people in the music world. Um, and right now we're building something fucking great, man. Um, you know, there's a bunch of bands on board and, you know, pretty much whenever live shows open back up, you know, it, it's just going to be like, you know, we're at the starting line, just ready for that gun to go off. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, I guess, where do you see, I guess, your scene, uh, you know, moving forward? Um, cause you know, you were mentioning those bands earlier, how like they were kind of the three hitters of the scene. Um, but like, well, I mean, where do you see you guys, uh, where do you see the scene moving in general? Where do you see like, kind of like pop punk and, and local music and all this, you know, DIY type stuff, you know, where do you see that moving into as we enter 2021? You know, 
as far as our scene, I think, I don't think the Rona has just like, you know, blasted it out of existence. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> I know like, like Vino's, I 99% sure is still around. They're doing okay. You know, they're making it, which is the best anybody can do. Um, Kings, which is in a town about 20, 30 minutes from Little Rock, where I live. Um, it, you know, it's a fairly big, it's kind of a blues type place generally. Um, you know, they're doing okay. Like, I, I don't see venues necessarily just like, like, I know there's a lot of venues that are really hurting. Um, but in Arkansas, I don't know that the venues are necessarily just like, you know, on their deathbed. Um, right. So that's like, especially Venus, which is like, like of, of the scene, like Venus is like, kind of like uh, that place in LA, like where all the punk bands got their start. I don't remember what it's called. Um, uh, but it's like, fuck, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, I know exactly what you're talking Green about. Day got their start. And anyway, whatever that place, it's, I'm sure our, somebody, it'll be awesome. It's our scenes like, you know, grungy music, you know, punk rock, hard rock. It's like that venue. Like it's the venue. Like it's the iconic venue. Like, you know, if you're here, you're going to play it at least once. And if you don't, well, you're, I don't know that you're necessarily part of the scene. Um, You know, but I think, I know Go For Gold is, is currently in the studio. Um, recording or writing or recording and writing some new stuff. Um, so that's really exciting because they've absolutely been killing it, um, doing their thing. You know, they're not necessarily a fast band, but you know, not being fast doesn't necessarily mean you're not good. Right. Um, they're just solid for our scene for punk, uh, pop punk. And, um, especially being from Arkansas, I mean, we're influenced by them and, and their style and, and they kind of, they kind of tend, you know, trend towards what we do. Um, but um, I think, I think personally bands are going to be like, as soon as this is over and there's a vaccine and it's safe to go out again and, and, and venues are back at max capacity. Um, I think it's going to be like full on, like bands are just going to be announcing tours left and right. I mean, I think everyone's needing to get back out there and, and we need that for the, the live music scene and for bands because that's how they make their money touring and selling merch and stuff. So I think it's going to be like wildfire and just, it's going to go crazy. But at the same time, the scary part is the unknown of like, how long is this going to last? Like, you know, is the government going to help, you know, bail out um, businesses that have been affected by this? Like is, are, are a lot of venues going to close because of this? You know, where's where's that all going to be when when this time happens? You know, is it going to be March or April? Is it going to be June or July? Is it going to be at the end of 2021? Like, I think there's just no no still knowing like what's going to happen or how long it's going to be for. And I think I think a lot of places are still hanging on like month to month and just kind of living it day by day and seeing what happens. So that's kind of a scary part of it. But I think you just have to be optimistic and, and hope for the best. I've I've seen a lot of bands posting stuff on social media while they've been um, quarantining and stuff about venues closing and stuff and like GoFundMe pages and people have come together to save venues and stuff. And like, that's been pretty inspiring and cool to see. Um, but at the same time, it also kind of scares you because it's like, man, like what if my, if my favorite venue goes out of, out of business, like no one's going to be buying business like right now because it's like such a 
unknown and it's not a good market to be in right now for, for business wise. So, um, but that's, that's my thoughts on it. I think it's just a lot of unknowns, but I think being optimistically hoping there's been some good news on some vaccines and stuff. So hopefully, hopefully it'll be sooner than later for sure. Yeah, man. I, I, I hope you're right, man. Cause I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, that kind of worry me, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, like I said, you know, we, we've played some live stream shows through this, but we've also played some live shows, uh, through the last eight months. And, you know, man, um, for, I guess, I mean, it's not for everybody. Cause I mean, here lies the problem is because you have people that are like right now that want to get out and are, you know, willing to go to a show without, you know, vaccines and stuff like that. And you have people that, you know, can't or won't leave their house, one or the other. Um, you know, so you have that aspect of it. Then you have the whole aspect of, you know, things getting shut back down again. And, and you know, we're already starting to hear talks about that. And there's already been implications in, in some states and in other countries, um, you know, where they're telling us, you know, you, you can't have Thanksgiving. And if you do, you can right. only have like uh, your fucking left arm and like, you know, a shoe yeah. over. <laughs> but um so then you have that aspect of it and then you have you know like you're talking you're talking about the you know the the venue shutting down man and you know that's one thing you know I I hope that doesn't happen I mean all I could say that you know um you know I see I see a lot of venues around here getting creative and and doing a lot of you know things to do what they got to do so I right. just feel like it's a necessity for us as the as the you know, as the acts that come in and fill that place that whenever they are ready to go, you know, that at least we're there and yeah. we'll be able to fill that shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I think, I think that stuff's going to be like mind blowing. Like once, like, I think once we're able to, people are going to be like storming in, it's going to be like sellouts for every show. You know, I think people are going to support by buying food and, and, and drinks and, um, you know, like I said, I've seen a lot of places and people donating and doing GoFundMe's to save save businesses that are like iconic venue spots in, in like local like local cities. Like, and um, I, I think that's going to be be great to see everyone kind of come together and get and rally around that. But I think I think it's going to be incredible just because I think people miss live music and and miss the the music uh, and the touring and stuff like that. And bands are going to be ready to go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree, man. I just hope they don't... I, I hope one thing that doesn't happen is that, um, you know, a, a vaccine... I mean, obviously, I, I, you know, I hope that a vaccine comes out for all intents and purposes, but what I hope doesn't happen is that, you know, somehow they find a way for us to to fight over, you know, whether people, you know, choose to or not to get vaccinated is yeah. you know their choice but i hope they don't make you know us choose you know like fucking oh well you didn't do this you know you didn't get fucking the vac vaccine or whatever the fuck you don't have your little card on you well now right. you can't go to fucking x y and z and i just i hope to god that's not the case but who knows man anything's possible possible like i said 2020 anything's on the fucking table oh yeah for sure i agree yeah, I mean, I don't like. I, I mean, I don't like getting fucking all, you know, uh, you know, 
I don't, I wouldn't even call it doom and gloom. I just, you know, it's just, I, I don't think know, there's, man. I think there's going to be two different vaccines, like other, like multiple companies will come up with. And I think, I think there'll be a few options out there. So I'm hoping that like it, it eases people into it. Cause I think a lot of people don't trust vaccines too. They don't want to, you know, put anything in their body that they don't know what it, what it is or how it works. So, um, I, I think it'll be positive. I think it'll be good. I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of guy though. So Same here, man. It, uh, you know, I, I think overall it'll be good, but, um, but yeah, I think just 2020 it's, it's, it's made everyone like leery of everything. It's like, what, what's next kind of thing. Dude, um, yes, but I th- think like humanity needs this. Like we need like these vaccines to be accurate and like come out and, and be out there so we can get back to normal. Cause I think, like we kind of talked about with Netflix and, you know, streaming shows and, and, and TV and music and doing things as hobbies to stay sane. I think a lot of people are just, you know, ready to get back out there. They got the, the they call it like my work's been calling like the coronavirus fatigue. Like, how are we going to make it through the fatigue part, portion that we're in now where it's like, OK, we've been quarantining. Not much has been getting all that better or different. Like, and it's like wearing us out. But, but right. we have to keep doing it. So um, I, I think. uh I think there's better days ahead of us and hopefully sooner than later um, on it. So that's, that's my two cents. But like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic about a lot of stuff. So, yeah, man, I, I, I try to stay the same way. Um, you know, because if not, then you could easily fall into the, uh, you know, the rabbit hole of just like, you know, what the fuck is the point and just, you know, fall down a weird spirally path. Um, so, I mean, it is good to remain optimistic. And a good thing, like I was saying earlier, man, we played some shows during this, out outside shows and everything like that. So one thing that really keeps me optimistic through this whole thing is looking at what, you know, you know past bodies of work and looking at, you know, shows that we played, you know, over the summer, even into the fall, as late as, I believe... Uh, Halloween was like the last time uh, I had played live outside. So, um, so looking at that and and looking at that, you know, no one was sick, and we were able to, you know, uh, you know, yeah. wipe off the stage and socially distance. You know, that's when I when I see stuff like that go into place, and you know, before everyone's like tripping out, is this going to work? How's it? How's tomorrow going to be? How's the next week going to be? Is there going to be people freaking out? Whatever the fuck. And it moves on without a hiccup. That's yeah. what it's the shit like that. And then the shit that you guys do and that you're putting out, that's the shit that's like, all right, this is why, you know, I'm, I, we still do this. This is why, you know, let's listen, man, shit happens for a reason. And, and this whole thing caught everyone off guard. So, I mean, it's, you just have to adapt. And, um, I, I think you guys, you know, are, are starting off on, the right like two three four five feet man fuck one foot like you guys are starting off starting it off right man thanks man we appreciate that yeah a hundred percent um so i guess uh you know if if you haven't listened to uh you know knuckles by now go ahead and check that out like i said it is on every practically every streaming services jacob why don't you tell everyone where where can everyone find you guys at um so we have a copy up on Instagram and Facebook, but I wouldn't recommend like using those to listen like for your own pleasure because Facebook and Instagram degrade degrade the quality pretty bad. Um, 
But like, if you want to go in there and share it, that'd be yeah. a plus. Um, our Facebook page has um, uh, our our single we released, Knuckles, has the YouTube link, and then um, we have it linked all the links for Spotify, for Apple Music, for Amazon Music. Um, it basically has the link for every download of it, and then um, obviously you could search Riverview on Spotify and, and and Apple and just find it that way too. On, but for fair warning, you have to type Riverview Knuckles, or it won't come up most of the time. Um, I don't know why. But yeah, it's on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. It's on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. Um, you know, it's on Pandora, I'm pretty sure, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Radio. I'm pretty sure it's up on there. I mean, basically, if you stream music somewhere, it's up on there. Like, I know it's even up on Napster, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> um but yeah, if if you stream music somewhere, it's ninety nine percent gonna be there. All right, let me let me ask you this then: um, if there was one social media platform that you wanted people specifically to go to, what what would that one be? I would say probably, I'd probably say our Facebook. Yeah, um, face, Facebook or go on Facebook and like us, and then like our Instagram. I think those will be the two most. Um, used by us in the band, and and, and we also have a we also have a Twitter. If you're into Twitter, we have a Twitter. Yes, yes. But yeah, all of those will be in the description, I assume. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say probably Facebook. If you're going to pick just one, um, I don't know. I feel like we get the most engagement that way between us and our uh, our, uh, our our people that follow us on. The- like everyone has a Facebook. Like some people have Instagram, some people have Twitter, but everyone has Facebook. So start start with Facebook, but uh, Instagram will post a lot of stuff, and um, you know, obviously we have a YouTube page too that will that we'll be working on a lot more. Like I said, working on a lyric video and and probably some music videos down the line. Um, but we got a lot of a lot of fun stuff in the works for sure. That's exciting shit, guys. Um, now to 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 kind of leave this and wrap this on a positive note, as uh you know earlier in this podcast, um not that that wasn't positive or anything, but earlier in this podcast, Jeff was having a, a conundrum of a cough attack um from what was COVID nineteen. Can we confirm that? Yes, that is correct. I uh, so I had um I had actually um. I'll keep it positive because you talked about playing a show outside, but I played a show with uh, my cover band um, the weekend of Halloween. And uh, unfortunately, a few of us got COVID that that, that show or that weekend. Um, we were all socially distancing. It was at a venue. Um, they had like 25% capacity. There really wasn't anyone there. It was actually a bad show. So it was like not even worth getting COVID over it. But um Unfortunately, it's been getting cold up here, so we've not been able to play any like outdoor places or things like that. But because um, I'm actually back home around the Chicago area right now. Um, but uh, yeah, long story short, we, we contracted it that way. A few of the band band members uh, and myself and um, today or yesterday marked my 14th day. So um, it was rough. I, I was sick. I mean, it was just a, a long you know, probably seven to 10 day period of just being tired, fatigued, having a cough, just all that stuff. I never thought I was dying, but it was just taxing and, and I was tired all the time. So, yeah, uh, 
full recovery, hundred percent right now. Um, little little cough still, but uh, yeah, appreciate it, man. For the, the kind of, <laughs> I can say I survived the uh, global pandemic. So I survived COVID nineteen. That's gonna be that should be someone's fucking hashtag or, or band's T shirt or something. I'm just yell, I'm just gonna yell that out when we're playing shows, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Fuck, hope I survived." And then jump off or something. <laughs> Oh man, that's fucking great, dude. Um, well, you know, fucking, we're glad you fucking made a recovery. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Riverview guys, um, dude, it, it it was a blast fucking having you on. I feel like there's one more thing I wanted to say. Oh yes, there is. If you know, if and when you know shit does fucking pop back off, which it will. Um, you know, we'll just hold our breaths until it it does. But. Um, when that day does come, fucking, you know, South Jersey and Philly, you know, we open our arms to you guys, fucking, you can always hop on a bill with us and fucking, we'll get shit fucking cracking. Yeah, man, that's, uh, awesome. I think, uh, the big thing hopefully for us and, and during COVID is we're trying to make friends and meet everyone and, uh, we like, you know, sh- sharing our music, but, but only, not only that, but these, these are great platforms to share the people behind the music and, and, uh. And, uh, you know, everyone has the same passion, which is music. music. So it's always awesome um, meeting people and uh, and all that. And we'll be we'll definitely be looking forward to traveling and hopefully crossing paths musically one day, too. So, yeah, man. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Um, Well, congratulations on the fucking uh, new release, Knuckles. Uh, Like we talked about shit. it, It is out literally everywhere. If you haven't heard it by now, I'd suggest you will probably just wait till this podcast is over, then go listen to it. But, um, yeah, fucking Riverview, guys. Again, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck with the uh, with the releases coming down the road. And, um, yeah, fucking th- th- this has been dope. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no yeah. problem. No problem. Appreciate you having us on, man. It was a good time. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, man, it was a blast. Uh, As always, guys, fucking thank you for checking out another episode of this In The Paint podcast. Um, Brought to you by nobody because we have no sponsors, and that's just how the fuck we get it done around here. So, um, guys, Riverview, great having you in the building, but we out. Yeah.